Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Snake Oil Radio here on Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, Jim Ventura. Thanks for joining me today. If it's your first time tuning into the show, a little bit about me, and then we'll uh, we'll get started on our uh, topics today. Uh, I am a, uh, let's see, a radio show host, also an author of two published books, uh, Dirty Little Secrets and Snake Oil Volume 1. I'm a blog, blog columnist who's been doing a column for uh, since 2003. Uh, it's called Snake Oil, uh, apropos for the name of our show here. And uh, if you're not already getting my monthly free newsletter, email me at VenturaSag at Yahoo.com, and I'll add you to the free mailing list. I'm also a professional astrologer and a uh, tarot reader. I work with uh, numerology as well and a number of other different types of oracles and do uh, private sessions for people here in my home office, uh, navigational consultations, as well as by phone with people all over the country. Uh, we started the show a couple of years back, and we've been going strong ever since. Um, we've got a couple of different formats for our shows. I want to talk a little bit about today's format and then kind of launch in, and then also uh, talk a little bit about next week's, which I think I'll actually do now. Uh, next week is my interview show with um, uh, uh, Apollo Poetry who is known as a traveling poet. He is a poet and a rapper and a very spiritual man, and uh, he's been all over the place, uh, MTV and all kinds of local shows and, and with all kinds of celebs. Uh, interesting character, and um, yeah, he will be a fun interview next week. So tune in next time for our hour show, uh, and you'll be able to call in halfway through the show if you want to talk to Apollo directly. Uh, we always, I always try to do a monthly interview show, and... Um, you know, we, we try to keep our, our themes very spiritual, obviously. Name of the game here. And uh, anyway, so this week's show uh, is actually our listener's choice show. Uh, and uh, I'm going to open up the phone lines a little earlier than I normally do uh, because um, that's kind of the nature of our show. It is our, uh, it is our listener's choice show. So I will be able to take um, a few more phone calls than I normally am able to in a show I always do one of these shows, sometimes two every month, and these are the kind of the better shows to try to do a call in because I'll often have a little bit more time to talk, even though you know any of the mini readings we do on air, we still got to keep down to about five minutes. So in about ten minutes, I'm going to uh, open up the phone lines. I want to talk a little bit about some of our um, current astrology. And a few other things, and uh, we'll do that for about 10 or 15 minutes, and then again, I'll open up the phone lines. We'll see if uh, any of our listeners want to call in live and have questions, comments, tell me what's on their mind, or, or even, again, ask for a little mini pull of an oracle. Um, you know, one of the things I always want to remind uh, a lot of my listeners is uh, I am a navigational consultant, and I do work with a lot of different types of oracles. I, I really like to stress, guys, that you know you can definitely get some awesome insight from an oracle uh, in any format. But you know, I, I, I really have to you know reiterate this idea that you know your thoughts, your beliefs form the reality around you. 
So, you know, an oracle is an excellent guide and a way to help you maneuver more effectively or to tap into the insight of what your own higher self is trying to tell you. You know, sometimes that information is positive. Sometimes it can feel a little negative. But in the long run, it's always kind of good. We may not always be happy and get exactly what we want, but we more or less almost always get what we need in that sense for our own growth. So, um, you know, I don't like to call myself a psychic in the traditional sense because I think, you know, for many people that becomes a bit of a way of avoiding responsibility for their their own reality. Um, you know, good readers can often pick things up in probable directions, but you know, things change, and you know, always remember you you know you are in control. A good reading should really reinforce what your instinct is telling you. You know, something I, I really really like to stress for people to understand. Uh, you know, I think you know sometimes people become um, sort of psychic junkies and they run from reader to reader trying to get the hear the thing they want to hear and uh and uh you know you guys remember that that every, every reader is, is filtering through their own beliefs and perceptions as well too when they get information and uh you know again uh you know getting getting readings is an awesome thing i've had access to it since i'm you know 17 years old um and uh, i i love that i can pull runes or do an astrology chart or pull cards to kind of get a guide and uh, guidepost for for what's going on and where things may be heading, but again, they always really just reconnect me to my own sort of higher self, my own inner knowingness, and I and I really think that that's an important distinction to remember that guys, you know, psychics are not really meant to be magicians uh, in that respect. We all are intuitive people. We all have you know, kind of a higher self and wisdom that we can tap into if we just listen. You know, just sometimes the um, the messages that come through don't please us. <laughs> you know, sometimes we get bad cards or, you know what I mean, or we've got crappy astrology going on. So keep that in mind. And uh, on that note, let's talk a little bit about the current astrology, as um, I had suggested we would do. And... Um, we launch into this again for about 10 minutes or so because I think for a lot of you guys, you're going to really like hearing this. You know, I've, I've been studied astrology for a very long time, and to me it is infinitely a valuable tool to work with, you know, just partly for just self-understanding, you know, to understand who you are, where your strengths and weaknesses are, um, you know, where you've got kind of challenges, where your focus is. Are. And also, you know, when you do, you know, your mate's chart or your children's chart, or your friend's charts, it really is one of these tools that I think helps a lot of people understand why people can differ so much in their approaches and, and what they value and, and what they find to be, um, you know, uh, their, their own individual driving forces. You know, but astrology is more complicated than that because not only do you have a chart, which kind of tells about your basic disposition and, and your you know your strengths and your abilities and then also your struggles that you may uh, repeatedly kind of go through in your life and in certain areas. But um, there's also astrological transits, and what transits are are you know the planets themselves continue to move. So while our charts in some respects are stationary, meaning you know when we were born that kind of click of where the planets were and, and print our personality, the planets keep moving. So what transits are are a way to look at the influence of the planets and their relation to your chart now. 
So that's, again, kind of a really cool thing to be able to identify because you can get kind of a feel for what the, the highlighted themes are currently uh, in your life, um, what influences are pushing at you for, for good or for bad. Um, I always like to you know explain this to my listeners that regardless of where, if you say, for instance, like right now the sun is in Taurus, and uh, so is, um, I believe, no, Venus is in Gemini. I believe Mercury is also in Taurus right now, too, so we've got a bit of Taurian energy going on. Even if you don't have Taurus heavily played out in your chart, Taurus is going to be somewhere in your chart. So as those planets transit the, that area, even if it's only for a month or so, which is typical of, of the Sun and, and Mercury in transit, it's going to kind of bring up Taurian themes for us. So... Let me give you a great explanation of that, and then I'm going to tell you about a really kind of cool thing that happened to me recently that's going to make everybody who hears this want to learn more about astrology. Um, but, uh, you know, the positive uh, pole of Taurus is I have. Uh, Taurus is, is, is where we, we've, we show what we value, what makes us feel secure and stable and safe, whether it's money, finances, stuff, relationship, food, a good job, you know, all the things that we value in that sense. Uh, Tauruses take pride in the things that they, they, they feel strongly about and that they've, they've earned, so to speak. Uh, the negative is I indulge. You know, Taurus is a Venus-ruled sign, so, you know, anything with Venus, of course, can be where we're pretty and we get away with a little murder in life because we, we've got finesse and class and charm, you know, all that, that good Venus stuff. And that's why a lot of Tauruses can be pretty or, or attractive or have good singing voices, things like that. It's, again, it's, it's a Venus-ruled um, sign. Uh, the I indulge part is, you know, typical of Taurus. When Taurus likes something, it tends to like it a lot. So sometimes, uh, you know, the Taurian part of us can get heavy-handed with um, where we might indulge or, or go a little too far with the things that we like. Um, you know, I, I, you know, it's funny because I've said this to many Tauruses, and some completely nod their head in agreement, and others like, I don't think I do that. I'm like, yes, you do. You're just not in touch with the fact that you do it. Uh, you know, Taurus can be lazy that way uh, with, with indulgence, but but don't get me wrong, Tauruses can be very, very hardworking people that will really work to acquire the things that are of value to them. Again, it's the nature of the beast to sometimes get a little heavy-handed on uh, on things and, and get into that indulgence that, that Taurus can be Taurus's trip up. So even if you're not Taurus, this area is going to be triggered for us, all of us now, at some level. We're going to be looking at where we might have addiction, um, where we might be a little heavy-handed about things. You know, I noticed that um, in the last couple of weeks for me, since we've had the Taurian influence, you know, I've definitely really wanted to sleep a lot more, um, you know, and, and I, I'm in honoring that. But, uh, you know, it's funny, I'm really catching how uncomfortable I am with sugar now. I used to always, I'm Taurus rising, actually, so that's actually a prominent thing for me, and Jupiter's in Taurus, and we're going to get to that in a little bit. I, um, you know, I, I, I always feel it's right to kind of have sugar, you know, whether it's ice cream or something. Not after every meal, but every couple of days, I feel like I want to have something, something indulgent, watch TV. I think in moderation, those things are good. You know, what I have caught in the last couple of weeks is is I'm starting to get really an uncomfortable reaction to sugar where it's kind of grossing me out a bit. 
And uh, it's funny to be losing that. Of course, the beauty of it, as I'm getting leaner, which I like, uh, you know, less sugar, of course, is an easy road to take to to get a bit leaner. So, um, you know, there's a good side coming out of all of this. But I really have been catching, you know, the areas where I'm somewhat indulgent. So, but a very good thing came out of some astrological transit checking out, and I want to tell you guys about that. Uh, we'll tell you about that in a minute. I want to welcome everybody that, that's in the chat room and that's listening live. Uh, I see a Mary Lee Roberts and a couple other people in there. Welcome to the show, guys. I'm going to um, uh, let you ask questions, whether they be anything about anything metaphysical, astrological, or even personal in about five or ten minutes, too. You can either do that in the chat room or you can call in. But... Um, We'll be doing that shortly, uh, and then, or you can just listen. You're welcome to, but uh, I, I do like you guys' comments and calls, so you're, you're absolutely welcome to do that uh, if you want to join in on the discussion. But uh, let me tell you about something, a value that came out of tracking astrological transits. You know, about every 12 years, we have what's called a Jupiter return. Now, Jupiter in our chart rules where we're abundant, where we're philosophical, where we're larger than life, where we're colorful, where we're, we're often prosperous, where we have luck and benefits. Uh, it also can represent where we overindulge, where we're a little heavy-handed and sometimes a little bit full of crap, but uh, <laughs> kind of in a Santa Claus kind of a way. But Jupiter in, in and of itself is kind of a benefactor planet by most astrologers' standards. So a Jupiter return happens about every 12 years. It takes about two years well, it takes about a year approximately for Jupiter to go through each of the 12 signs. So about every 12 years you get a Jupiter return. Along the way you'll get other angles to Jupiter, trines and sextiles and squares, which also can be um, of value or, or, or test us too at different points. But a Jupiter return is what we'd also call a Jupiter conjunction. So Jupiter, when it returns to the place it was when we are born, often marks a period for a couple of weeks, sometimes months, if Jupiter goes retrograde over it, um, where we'll, we'll tend to be, uh, you know, we'll go through a period where we're kind of lucky, where things go our way, where we're more optimistic, where we're more positive, we're more um, enthusiastic, where we're willing to stretch a little further than normal. So, um, you know, a Jupiter return is a really awesome thing when it happens. A lot of times I... You know, when I do clients' astrology charts, you know, I, and I see this thing, I'm like, okay, good period. You know, and I sometimes joke about it, but I'll say, you know, if there's going to be a time when you might want to buy a lottery ticket or hit the casino or do something a little more extravagant within reason, a Jupiter conjunction or a good Jupiter angle is a good time to do it because you tend to be lucky. Well, okay, now let me get to tell you why this happened, because this is so literal, it's mind-boggling. I, it's been my Jupiter return in Taurus. I have Jupiter in Taurus natally. And uh, one of the things that I do about once or twice a month is I go to one of the local casinos and I, I gamble and I play. Uh, I play very low-stakes gambling, guys, you know, not very heavy-handed. I'm really a math guy, so I count cards when I play blackjack. I play video poker. I play some of the silly penny games, but I play kind of low-stakes. I just enjoy the idea of playing. Uh, and I don't spend a lot of money on gambling. But I knew that I was going to have this beneficial period for a couple of weeks of this Jupiter return. So I scheduled a Vegas trip. I go to Vegas a couple times a year, too. And I went to Vegas a couple of weeks ago, and I was there for four days and four nights during this Jupiter return, a Jupiter conjunction. And a four days and four night vacation in Vegas, I drove there, including my hotel costs. I stayed at a nice room at Harris, which I had got complimentary. 
uh, my food, gambling, you know, seven to 11 hours a day, you know, food, drinks, tips, you know, all the, I went to the spa a couple of times at Caesar's Palace. Um, long story short, four days, four nights, I spent a total of $157 for the entire trip. Uh, I just kept winning enough money along the way to pay for almost everything in cash. So, uh, it's funny because someone had recently said to me, "Oh, that oh, you didn't win though. I just didn't win. Where, you don't go to Jamaica for 157 dollars for four days and four nights, or the Bahamas. I mean, what, what, what do you mean I didn't win? That's a win. It cost me almost anything. Amazing time. So a couple of days ago, I had the, sort of the last tail end of this Jupiter conjunction, and then in addition, I had the Sun conjunct Jupiter in my chart. So it was kind of a double whammy." So uh, I figured I got to milk this. I went to the local casino. I was playing uh, just kind of some low stakes, low stakes video poker, and uh, and this is just amazing. I I was actually betting thirty six cents a spin, two hands of video poker. It was kind of like a two cent, you know, video poker machine. It ends up being about eighteen cents a hand. I was playing two handed, thirty six cents. The machine dealt me four aces and a kicker on double double bonus poker. So for any of you guys that are not really savvy or familiar with what that means, is it dealt me $720 on a 36-cent bet. So, of course, I took that, and uh, I was, you know, beside myself. I mean, talk about a nauseatingly lucky. I mean, the, the probabilities of that happening are mind-boggling. Well, here's where we get into really crazy land. About, no joke, five minutes later, I bumped it up to three hands, so now I was playing 48 cents a spin. Obviously, I had the bankroll now, which I was going to give up. I was going to enjoy playing, and uh, I got dealt four races and a kicker again on a six times multiplier for exactly, get ready for this, $720. It dealt me two $720 jackpots. So I got about $1,440, and then the other really amazing thing that that came out of all of this is you know when when you win in a slot machine uh the uh if you win a jackpot of $1200 or more then you have to pay taxes on it but because my payout came to me in the form of 2700 and change jackpots it ta- even though it was, even though it came out to over 1400 it's tax free money so I played for the rest of the night, and I ended up leaving with about $1,340 more than I got there with and, and played all night long and, you know, I mean, just insanity. So I really had a laugh because, I mean, I, I don't tell people to use astrology for this purpose. You know, obviously, guys, the, the, you, you, we do it for spiritual growth and understanding and, and to understand relationship triggers and all of those things. But believe it or not, you, we, we can track luck cycles with a fair amount of accuracy. Uh, you know, I've done it before, and it has worked very effectively. So there we go, another good reason to, to check out astrology. So I'm going to talk a little bit more about the current astrology, but i got a caller, so I want to take the call, um, I have a caller that's been uh, patiently waiting here. Um, let me put the call-in number because this is a call-in show. we got uh, another 20 minutes or so, so I can probably get uh, two or three calls in. Um, the guest call-in number is 646-200-3966 here at Snake Oil Radio. You might need to dial a 1 before that. Uh, again, that's 646-200-3966, and uh, be patient in the call-ins uh, if I get a couple of you guys. And I've got to keep these 
down to just about five minutes each, but um, we, we can get everybody in probably today. That's it's it's your show today, guys. So this is when you want to absorb <laughs> absorb this stuff. When I do the show at the beginning of the month, uh, I always do a read from my present column, and I spend some time talking about that. I always get all these calls right away, and it's like, listen, the format of the show when I do this is to talk about the column. I'll get to the calls at the end of the show, but I can't do it early on. This is these shows when you see listeners' choice shows. These are the shows where I'll take the calls right right away early in the beginning. So that said, I'm just letting you guys know what the format is. So these are good shows for, for calling questions. Okay, so let's take my first caller here. 773, welcome to Snake Oil Radio. How are you today? Oh, I'm fine, thank you. And it's good. really interesting you? that you were just talking about your trip to Vegas. Cause Isn't that sickening? I know. My, no, I my question is, and you'll love this, um, I have a bunch of planets. I have Jupiter and then I'm going to have the sun and a couple other planets on all my eighth house planets. I and I was thinking that was talking about winning. Plus, I've had Jupiter sex time, no, Jupiter trining itself. Oh, really? So I'm yeah, thinking that must are, be lucky for me. It's great that you know. Yeah, trines are, are really easy angles. You know, Jupiter angles are funny because even the bad ones a lot of times turn out good. Yeah. You know, like the squares and the oppositions. The only thing you have to watch for with the diff, more even more difficult angles or or our tendency to sometimes push it too hard. Um, when I was in Vegas last time, too, I was chatting with somebody in, in kind of like in a, the spa steam room, and he had told me he was playing blackjack the night before, and he won $1,600. And I was like, dude, that's awesome. Like, how much did you walk away with? And he said, minus 800 Oh. <laughs> and I said, "What are you, an idiot? How did you? How could you throw away sixteen hundred dollars? Like, you know what I mean? And then you're eight hundred of your own money. But that's a funny thing. Like, I would never do that. I, I my joke is, I, I've got three planets in a conjunction in Virgo in my fifth house, so I'm really anal about meticulousness. And then I'm I'm half German, so like, there's no way I would throw away a win. And same thing when I won the fourteen hundred the other night. I mean, I only dropped a hundred of it for the entire time, and I took the most of the money home with me. But uh, funny. So. No, now let me uh, and tell, tell me what's your name, Mary Lee. Mary Lee, okay. Uh, Mary Lee, you know you've got some great. That's some great astrology. Eighth house is directly opposite the second house. Second house is a money house. Eighth house is shared resource house. It's also money house, but it often comes from you know support from others. Sometimes that's banks or inheritances. Um, you know, family, but it can be, um, you know, support that comes at other angles, too. So, yeah, you've got a really good cycle uh, coming in that way. And, again, I would say the same thing, milk it. Right, and I'm going to have my solar return then. And I have, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I have Check. Venus trying in my ascendant and sextile in Mars. Mm-hmm. And Venus, I'm thinking this is a good time for me. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, and, and I just would say the same thing, you know, just, you know, take full advantage of it. Um, you know, be aware with, with Jupiter and Venus transits that they do tend to be kind of easy transits where it comes kind of effortless to you. The only thing we have to watch for, again, is kind of that indulgence or that, that tendency to sometimes get heavy-handed or, you know, it, you know I'm Sagittarius. Um, where is your son, by the way, Mary Lee? Mine is in the eighth house in Gemini, conjunct Gemini, around okay. So, you know, I, I know for me as a Sagittarius, one of the things that I caught is, you know, I have this tendency, like, when things go really well, to sort of go, oh, well, now I figured it out. I never have to worry again. Now I can be mm-hmm. extravagant. It's like optimism times 30. And, um, you know, I've learned, you know, over time that you, you need to be you need to be prepared for difficult cycles, too, kind of storing nuts for winter. 
Yeah, it's nice to have a good one once in a while, though. Yeah, but and the truth is, we do though. You know, I think things are cyclical. Um, you know, here's the other thing that that's coming into play too, because uh, uh, Jupiter's going to be pushing its way into Gemini as well too. So it's going to be that for you then is going to be a Jupiter um, hitting the Sun conjunction. Fairly and I'm giving the South Node hit that same day too. Yeah. Which so, is really interesting. And you know, I did up a couple of charts just to see. And what I thought was really ironic, the two days that I'm going to be really lucky are my mother and father's birthday. And I thought, in a way, maybe that would be an inheritance, so to speak, even though they've passed over. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's a great, and that's a great, um, and that's a great uh, a way of looking at it. Because you know, inheritance is a funny word because sometimes you know we we want to think of it literally as something that comes out of a death. But, you know, money can come and support can come from some of the weirdest places sometimes when we're not really necessarily looking for it. Um, you know, I mean, we, we, we can get really, really uh, just lucky in a, in a different sense. One of my closest friends who's a Gemini, actually she's my gambling buddy, actually, um, she has, her husband's um, aunt is in her in her late 80s and was over their house and they they love having her over she's a wonderful woman she's you know aging pretty rapidly and the other day she was at the house and she looked at them and she said to both of them she said you do realize that when i die pretty much you and your and your husband are getting all of my money and she said what about your kids and and the rest of your family she said oh i can't stand them i've signed you guys over on the will <laughs> and now they don't want her to die she's an awesome person but in reality you know, uh, when you're in your late 80s, you know, it's a, you know, we're going to all pass. But they, she called me the other day, next, next day, she said that to me, she said it was just the weirdest thing. It just sort of was this kind of came out of the blue. And I said, yeah, you know, life is funny that way. Um, you, again, you don't necessarily know where it, it's going to come from. Well, I knew it wasn't a relative because I don't have any left. So I figured, I know maybe that was stretching it, but I thought maybe that could be what it was saying. Yeah. Well, I want to, I want to, I pulled an angel card for you. Then I want to tell you what came up for you, okay? If that's all right with you for me to yes. share that? Yes, thank you. I want to tell you what the angel card says. I love this. I, I got a very strong pull on that because I, I I really like this direction of where it's heading. I feel like what I'm hearing is it's like you're going to go through a period of like every couple of days just these weird little pockets of lucking out, sometimes minor, sometimes major, but I, I'm seeing that period happening for you. And also, you know, with such a strong influence of the eighth house, too, you know, talk about increasing your spiritual intuitive power. Miraculously so. I mean, that's the beauty of the eighth house. It's sort of the detective house. Um, I have my son in it as well. Too. You know, my, my son is technically in the seventh, but it's right on the edge of the eighth. Uh -huh. So I have a fence jumper. I always call it. I always called it when I was a kid. The son in the seventh house made me. Everybody wanted to be my friend and marry me. <laughs> son in the seventh house. The eighth house side of me was everybody. I was the, I was a little bit of a control freak, and like you know. But I mean, like in a good way and sometimes in a bad way. The eighth house gives us power. We have to just learn how to direct it and channel it into healthy ways. But when we do, it's awesome. But we got to be careful of the you know the bad boy and bad girl in us when we've got uh, eighth house energy too, because we can manipulate. But uh, it can be, in the, it can always be for good. I always laugh because that word manipulation is so scary to people, 
But, oh uh, yeah, and I've got the moon in Scorpio, so yeah, you know. But I've you know, had to learn. If you go to a if you go to a chiropractor and and she fixes your back and you feel good, you don't leave there going, I can't believe that bitch manipulated me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's so funny that people read that word wrong. You, right. you look at a gorgeous, beautiful model or someone that's just stunning. You and you, it makes you happy or turns you on. Is that a bad manipulation? No. Mm, wow. Yeah, that's all how you look at it. Right. So uh, this is what the angel card says. It says, change in direction. She says, the changes you're experiencing are divinely directed by your newborn willingness to open your heart to love and our guidance. You are protected now and in the future. So follow your path to the happy outcome you desire. This card signifies that you had a change of heart that has altered the direction of your life in a positive way. Your old ways of living no longer interest you, and you find yourself avoiding friends and pastimes that previously attracted you. You desire a lifestyle and career. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Um, you desire a lifestyle and a career that will better fit your new interests and passions. The angels are guiding you through this time of transition. The law of attraction ensures that you manifest wonderful new opportunities and relationships. Wonderful. What kind of cards are those? Those are really these nice. are um, Doreen Virtue. Oh, um, I should have known. <laughs> divine guidance from your angel cards. Yeah, Doreen Virtue is one of the oh, masters yeah. of. In fact, when, every time I, I talk to clients and they want to learn about oracle reading, the, the, the people are funny because the two things people tend to dive into is astrology and, and tarot, two of the most difficult, complicated things. It's sort of like rather than starting with addition and subtraction, it's like jumping to algebra. So I always tell people, you know what, if you want to learn about oracles, you know, numerology is a little easier than astrology. Uh, angel cards, much easier than tarot. Rune stones, a little easier to work with. Start a little smaller. Um, astrology, to me, is very complicated, but you can start small and work your way up to it. But uh, obviously, you're you're a knowledgeable astrologer yourself. Oh, it's here. a lifetime study, I think. But you really. you know what I mean. God is endless. Like you just right. keep getting more information. Uh, you know, and, uh, you the, might get a kick out of this. Legally, my name is Libra, mm-hmm. and my rising sign turned out to be Libra. Oh really? Yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. And, and where is your? And but your moon's in Scorpio, right? It is in the first house. I have a twenty-two right, degree first, Libra right. rise. But your Libra rise. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've uh, I've got Taurus. I'm Taurus rising. Um, and, and if you saw me, you you'd see it. I look like a thick mm-hmm. bull. You know, in fact, that's my joke. Is I always say, I, I can't imagine anybody ever trying to like fight with me or anything. Like I'm the most gentlest human being on the planet, but I just have that thick. Kind of, and then I'm a New Yorker originally on top of two of those, and scare the crap out of people. Um, but uh, but my moon is in Libra, so like I I I I have that nice guy syndrome too. Like I don't I hate being mean to people. It just it's so meanness is so crude to me. Oh, I don't, oh God, I just don't understand. I don't. Uh, in fact, I was reading a post on Yahoo today about they were talking about gay marriage and, and things like that, and I was reading some of the posts that people were saying about you know. Some fags, they should blah blah. And I'm just reading all this stuff, and I'm like, where do these people come from? Like, what rocks did they crawl out from under? Like, unfortunately, even, there's a lot of those people out there. God, why does that even concern you? You know, I mean, like, what? Who cares? I mean, why would you? You know, you're an American. Life, liberty, pursuit of happiness for everybody. Just because you don't like that. I mean, if I see two 900 pound people. Um, Kissing and making out, I may not be thrilled, but I wouldn't want to outlaw it. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, what what are you talking about? So, uh, but I, I do. I react. I'm very reactive to that that kind of crudeness as well. 
but uh, it is uh, astrology is always a, always kind of a fascinating thing to do. And you know too with, with Moon and Scorpio, I have Venus and Scorpio, so mm. I always used to call it all my early relationships were like little mini nightmares. Uh, well, don't feel bad. I have Venus Mars conjunct in Aries on <laughs> yeah, the seventh house cusp. <laughs> Mm-hmm. We'll talk about a contradiction. Yeah, so it hasn't been easy in, in, in terms. But you know what? what you know what's, what? I found that that I really love about having studied astrology is a lot of the things that have been the worst things in my chart. Now that I'm older, I see is really valuable um, because it, it just forces you to grow. I have uh, I have a lot of squares between um, my my planets in Virgo and my planets in Sagittarius. My son, and uh, there, there's a good amount of squaring that goes on to my son in my chart. <laughs> Shitload, actually. But the rest of my chart is, is heavily, heavily trines and uh, sextiles. Uh, like Venus, is in uh, all that's really, really easy. And I have to laugh because there's a certain truth to that. When you have almost too many easy angles, it can make you lazy. Oh, that's true. It yeah you you just don't have to try very hard and I know like you know for me like I was an art major in college and I'm I'm reasonably attractive like I've had a lot of things come really easy to me too almost in a way where I think sometimes people want to punch me you know uh, but my squares have been brutal but they've also been the areas of, of most growth so I think uh, that that's something that we always want to consider. So, I'm finding more and more people are really getting into astrology and really interested in it. So I'm happy to see that, actually, because it's such yeah, a great I, learning tool to help. They really help are. you understand yourself of, and anybody I'll else. I'll say this to you, but, as well as anyone else too. You know, if, if you friend me on Facebook, um, I do a lot of astrological posts on Facebook, and it, I've been doing it a lot. You know, I have my monthly column, but that has to go through an editor, and, and you know, I can only I only do that once a month. Um, it's a great column, and I, I recommend it. But the, um, the I, I'm able to post like every week or so on Facebook because I'm able to do it more. And I'm doing a lot of astrology stuff and talk about piquing people's interest because especially when I started posting about the winning money, of course that got everybody's ears everybody's ears perked up. Uh, but I, I 12 years ago when I had a, the similar uh, when I had the similar transit going on, I did the same thing. I went to Vegas and had a trip where I came back with 700 more than I left with. Well, I told one of my friends, because I have all their charts in front of me and I work on them all the time, I called her and I said, I think you need to go buy a ticket at 3.34 in the afternoon today. Right. And she said, okay, fine, I will. Well, lo and behold, she won $250,000. Wow. Yeah. How much did she cut you in with that? She did. She paid my house taxes for the year. <laughs> did she really? That's cool. That, yeah, that was really that, great. That's a, Yeah, right, because actually she wouldn't have had it had you not given the info. Right. Um, yeah, that's awesome. That's a good friend. I, I have, whenever I gamble with friends, um, we have our what we call the ten percent rule. Oh yeah, which is right. A, we do too. Yeah, if you get a jackpot of over three hundred dollars, you have to give the other person ten percent of your win. Right. That's, and that's I love that people. Thing. Sometimes yeah. people look at me and they're like, "Really? Why do you guys do that?" I'm like, "Why do we do it?" That's because you win either way. If you get to be the giver, then that's the most awesome feeling in the world to be the one that's like, "Here, I just want a thousand. Here's your hundred dollars for doing nothing." Yeah, and you can be sarcastic, yeah, and then uh, and then if you suck, you get to take their some of their money if they win. Right, but when you're working with the planets, the only problem is I think people don't understand that those aspects don't come around very often. Right, 
you know, they keep saying, when is it going to be me? Well, I'd love to make it happen, but, you know, you have to wait for those right angles. Yeah, exactly. You're right. They do. They they don't come that often. That's why, you know, the, the Jupiter, you know, angles uh, are, 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 are wonderful to tra- track that way. But you're right. It's not the fastest moving planet, so it's not happening. But on the good side is usually when it hits something, it's there for a couple of weeks, um, you know, sometimes even for a couple of months if it goes retrograde. Well, I've known this business since my Jupiter is being well aspected. So when, once it started trying in itself, business quadrupled. Yeah, it's amazing. I hope it continues. Yeah, you know what? I've had, and I've had the same effect. Um, 2011 was really tough, um, really tough financially. Um, 2012 has been tremendously easy, and it had to do with the Jupiter hits, and um, and and uh, you know they're still currently going. You know, for me now, Jupiter goes into my second house uh, in the uh, you know in the next couple of weeks, and we'll stay there for about a year. Oh, so, great. Yeah, something I'm feeling pretty safe. I I'm not, you know, I'm I'm really I'm really confident with that um, you know, Jupiter's uh Jupiter's your friend. Yeah, and you if know. I could just get rid of Pluto <laughs> and Saturn, I'd be happy. Yeah, you know, I I always think I I think the thing with Pluto is you have to just sort of honor the 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 difficult side of it. I you know, I've got Pluto in my in my romance risk-taking creativity house my fifth. And uh as a writer, it's funny because sometimes I'm like a battering ram. I will just pop out material, and it just comes pouring out. And other times, I'm like the volcano that went dry, and I just don't do anything with it, you know. And and I always say that's what you have to recognize about Pluto. Sometimes it's just dead, uh, and it, you know, and you just got to kind of honor that and, and go with it and realize that's sort of the way that Pluto works. It's either it's very all or nothing. Yeah, well, I'm kind of glad Saturn's going out of Libra too, because it's sitting right in my ascendant. So yeah, that's got to be. Rough. I, I've, I've got it in my sixth, and I'm 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 really eager too for that to go direct and get the hell out of there. Yeah. As well, because I've been when it first went retrograde um, a couple of years back in in in, uh, in my sixth house, because I've got Virgo Libra in there. Um, I had to go back to waiting tables and bartending. To supplement my income, talk about oh. the ultimate example of, of going backwards um, in my work service house. So uh, I'll be happy when it, it gets the hell out of there. But I, I actually only did that for two years, and and now my business is good enough. I don't need the supplementary income right now. Well, that's great. I hope we both continue to be very successful. Yeah, excellent. Well, awesome. I, I very much enjoyed chatting with you. I always love talking with other astrologers, and I, I just want to, you know, keep it where the rest of the listeners know what we're talking about, because um, my show kind of has a very heavy, ar- heavy archive following. People tend to listen to my show like the, the next day on their at their leisure. So uh, it's one of the reasons I, I try to kind of stay as, as current as I can with it. But uh, I, I absolutely appreciate your call. It's always awesome talking to another astrologer, so feel free to call in any time, Mary Lee. Well, thank you very much, and I love your show. It's wonderful. All right. Thank you. Appreciate that. And good luck. Um, uh, let, let us know, uh, let us know oh, how yeah, you do. Oh, yeah, I'll let you know. <laughs> All right, good. Uh, All right, I like thanks. good news. All right. Bye-bye. Cheers. All right. That was an awesome call from Mary Lee. Thank you for for that. Yeah, I always love to talk to other astrologers. It's kind of like um, when you learn it, it's a language. So it's sort of like you know what I mean. It's like you 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 know if you're Spanish and you and you you're you're in an area where no one speaks Spanish and you finally run across a Spanish speaking person, you're like, oh my god, 
we got to have this conversation. And astrology is really definitely a language, a, uh, a really, really valuable one to learn. And, uh, you know, and I always tell people, you know, let me give you guys a little more information on this. You know, it, you know, it may cost you to talk to an astrologer. But, you know, again, often the benefits of talking to one are sort of well worth the investment. Um, and, and, guys, listen, you're going you know, you're gonna, to you're gonna pay for what you get. You know, as most astrologers are probably going to charge around 100 bucks an hour, but usually that's a tremendous amount of information and material to work with. Um, so, you know, you know, be be, be aware of that. Uh, you know, I, I, years ago I worked in a in a restaurant and I was talking to one of the patrons. It's a very interesting man that would come in with his wife and his two very well behaved, attractive kids, two two boys and beautiful wife and he was in his 50s and he used to manage a real estate office and he was an astrologer also and he uh used astrology as a as a way of uh of hiring people and figuring out who worked best together and and guys here's I'm not going to be telling you speaking the obvious here tremendously successful and he just he had a great wife he had a great family you can kind of see he was a really sharp Guy, Cancer uh, Capricorn energy going on there. Mr. Krauss, I just remember talking to him. Really, really smart guy. Used astrology. So yeah, guys, you know you may you may pay for it, but um, you know it, it'll be worth it in the long run uh, at multiple levels. Even hard to explain. And the other thing is, and, and this is what I would suggest for people: if you're on a really, really limited budget. Because, you know, pick up books, and and you know you can go to sites like Astro.com. Um, and get free charts. Now, again, they're not going to do that much interpretation on the site for you, but you will get some. And, um, you know, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, check out some of the free charts on Astro.com and on other sites. Um, that one I really, really recommend, uh, although uh, maybe Mary uh, might know of some other ones, too, that are of value. But you can do that if you're on a limited budget. Um, and, and with me, for you know anyone interested in personal sessions with me, because we do do these by phone, you don't have to be in Phoenix to have a session with me. A couple of recommendations: sign up for my newsletter. All the people who get my monthly newsletter, and I'm a really good writer. I don't say that out of arrogance. Uh, I am good as a writer, and doesn't cost anything for my newsletter. Um, you know, all of my readers get a discount on sessions, five or ten dollars off my normal prices, and then people who you know friend me on Facebook get ten dollars off any of the sessions that I offer. And then you know, when I have slow weeks, I do I typically post Facebook um, specials at, at really pretty heavy discounts, and people usually snag those up. So you know, good suggestion if you're in a limited budget. In the same dynamic, I do do specials in my monthly newsletter from time to time too. So, so feel free to take advantage of those anytime those surface. But uh, you know, if you're interested in any of those things, you know, you can go to my website at web.me.com/venturawords. Get information about that. I mentioned this on the previous show that I'm actually going to be diving into uh, doing some recordings of of um, a lot of my classes uh, that are going to go on CD. These are starting to be recorded now, and I'll be, uh, I'll be advertising these um, here, as well as for people on my, uh, um, on my mailing list. We'll get information about that. So you'll be able to take a lot of these classes that I do on your own in your own home, 
And and believe me, guys, these are not going to be expensive. These CDs are probably going to be eight or nine bucks to take a class, which is about as as cheap as it can get. And um, I am a true Sagittarius, and I'm a good teacher. So uh, my my students that that take my local classes really love the classes. So I'm going to get a lot of these on CD. So uh, we are we're, we're working on that and a few other things. Anyway, it looks like we're we're kind of winding down here. Um, I want to thank uh, I want to thank my caller today, Mary Lee, who's also an astrologer. Um, and I want to wish her the best with her uh, her endeavors. I, I, it doesn't matter. She's going to luck out anyway. She's got some some really good Jupiter stuff and and other transits going on right now. So so uh, as as I jokingly have said, milk that for everything that's worth. You know, Saturn's funny too because Saturn is a difficult planet when you're younger. Represents restrictions and limitations, but as we get older, it becomes a value because it forces us to grow up and become mature and more solid. Um, you know, I've got Saturn in my six; it's going to go into my marriage partnership house within about the next four or five months. Yeah, I figured it out. I, you know, of course, I'm probably going to get into a long-term relationship at that point. It's been a while since I had one of those, so I'm cool with it. But uh, again, great stuff to check out with astrology. Um, and uh, like I said, it looks like we're running out of time here. Again, if you want to get on my mailing list, email me at VenturaSag at Yahoo.com. Get on the free newsletter mailing list or feel free to friend me on Facebook to get these extra perks that come along. Next week's show will be my live interview show with Apollo Poetry, the traveling poet. Definitely check that out. Um, and check out any of my other previous interview shows in the past. You can go to my archives and catch any of my past shows and listen to those at your leisure. Okay, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, Wishing everybody a happy Thursday and all the best in your coming weeks. Enjoy the Taurian time, and then we'll talk about Gemini in a couple of weeks. That's on the horizon. All right, Jim Ventura signing out. Cheers, everyone.